Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 $50 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, Lou, and today with me is my lovely co-host, the one, the only, the mythic, the legend, DK Goggins. <laughs> Lou said he wanted to start this episode this time, because you ended it last time. Yeah. Well, one of the episodes, you ended it, and you heard me say, oh, shit, as we yeah. ended it out. I was like, yeah, you've never ended it before. So, all right, he and not only that, but this one was a recommendation from, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he's a fan of the, and listener of the podcast. He bought the desk from you. Um, but um, when we stayed behind, you you got busy with a mix. You had to head back. Oh, but right, we were right, talking, right. he's like, man, he's like the David Goggins of like music. We should call him DK Goggins. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to intro that. That's And funny. so I've been holding on to that for like, what, two, three weeks now? There you go. And uh, I'm I'm actually <laughs> hoping to do my first official ultra marathon this year. Holy shit. That's one of my goals. Wait, are you doing I'm the San Diego start... to LA? No, no, no. It's going to be a 50 mile in like a two mile loop. Oh, shit. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. about. So it's like a 10 to 12 hour thing. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens. But I'm not... It's really weird. This is like the one of the things I, I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been like saying this jokingly to friends. But like now, like I'm I'm saying it jokingly. But with the joke, you know, it's kind of real sometimes. Yeah. Not always, but sometimes it's like comes from a real place. <laughs> and uh, Funny things aren't funny unless they're real. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been joking and... Last year, I learned to be happy. That's not a joke. Like I've yeah. I've gotten really good at being happy and content. That's hilarious. Uh, but the problem is that it was that insane, insanely deep insecurity and desire to prove myself that was mm-hmm. like a big motivating factor for my success. Yeah. Like without that, I don't think I would have 
gotten to yeah. where I am now. So it's like, it's interesting. Like it's a double-edged sword. It's like, oh wow, I'm actually happy, which means it's like, I don't need a Grammy to prove myself. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I kind of like, I, I, I'm grieving over the past DK that would have done anything, not anything, but would have yeah. done a lot more to win a Grammy. But like now I'm in a point where it's like, oh, I'll just get one when I get one. It's a matter of time. It's fine. Yeah. Just, just keep working and it'll eventually happen. Yeah, which is like kind of scary too, because now it's like, ah, my priorities change. Anyway, today's episode is about the Grammys. Yeah. Um, Lou and I are both members of the Grammys, and um, it's it's funny because we have a lot of wild opinions about it. Yeah. Some that are more common, like uh, parts of me does agree that the Grammys are kind of a joke. <laughs> yep. There, uh, there's a little bit of a popularity thing that goes yeah, on. Yeah, definitely a, a lot of yeah. politics that are really, really obvious, and we see them from the inside. Uh, and then uh, also, but at the same time, the Grammys is also this really cool thing that I think that it, you, it would be a shame to not properly acknowledge. Exactly. That because it is one of the, like there's not a lot of industries that takes the time to award uh, contributors during the year like the Grammys do. Yeah. Uh, again, double-edged sword, but I think that like my dad who does like tech stuff, mm -hmm. you know, who always did like tech stuff and it's like, dude, he's not getting the same. The Grammys is a totally we're bigger not, deal. Like it's we're a We're not televising ride. that. There yeah. might be something in the industry, like a small little uh, within the industry convention, but yeah, it's like, nothing that CBS cares to put on. I think the biggest award ceremony that the general business has is like Forbes Awards, which is yeah. like there's not a televised event. There's not as much social clout it's a as magazine. like a Grammy, um, which is interesting. We can talk about why it's like the the what we just talked about the mm -hmm. insecurity versus content and finding happiness in between but and finding that middle ground that's I'm ultimately necessary yeah i'm gonna yeah. naturally talk about that because y'all know um one of the quirks of this podcast is my uh my like and uh for philosophy psychology and ethics and um but we're not going to talk about that yet. Um, but first, let's talk about... So I went to the Grammys. You didn't go this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I went to the Grammys and I took a friend of mine, Mitchell Bashford, who is a great producer. He just moved out here. He's very green in LA. Um, and he was saying a lot of cool things like, oh my goodness, the, one of the things that he said, because we went to some pregame parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went to some parties before the Grammys and then we went to the actual event. And he mentioned like, like uh, just meeting people. Mm -hmm. It's like you start to realize how human they are. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift and, and you know, Mariah Carey feel like these goddesses mm -hmm. and that like these untouchable things, but they're like everyone around you. And if you meet them in person, it's actually really like normal, mm -hmm. really human. And there's something that I've been trying to articulate, but I haven't said out loud, but I think you kind of, and I'm going to try to say this, it, forgive me. I'm attempting to formulate this thought out loud okay. here, live on the podcast. Um, but I've also noticed the more that we work hard mm -hmm. and the more people that we reach, we start to see ourselves at a higher level. Yeah. And then we start to feel slowly over the years, we start to feel like we belong at higher levels. We've put ourselves on the pedestal. Yeah. Like right now for me and mm -hmm. probably for you too, like Taylor Swift is still an untouchable. Mm -hmm. She's like way above us. But like- I met like uh, like meeting someone like Lewis Cole or Corey Henry, who like we're big fans of. It's mm -hmm. like it's like oh like 
you're human. Like we can be friends, you know? Yeah. And like, it kind of like humanizes them. And it's really interesting because the more that we do, the more that we feel like we belong, the easier it is to approach these people. And the more yeah. you realize, and I don't know, there's something about it, like the levels you go up and you can only go up levels if you've been working really hard at it. I think it's like an ego yeah. thing. Like you, you, like if you like, who've only have maybe had two years of recording professionally in, 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 uh, Louisiana yeah. all of a sudden gets to work with Chris Brown. Like you, you might feel like some sort of distance nervous. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like if you've been working in LA for a while with other R&B artists and all of a sudden you get into Chris Brown, it's like, it's just smooth, you know, emotionally yeah. speaking, there's something about that. So, um, um, I f like something about people, well, I think naturally put themselves at the level that they think they're at. Like yeah. it's an ego thing. Um, but it's really fun because at the Grammys you go there and then you start to realize you, I think it's really practical cause you go there and you're like, Oh my gosh, these are all the same people as us. Yeah. They're just fucking nerds. Like we are Yep. just socially anxious. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's as if a, a room full of hermits suddenly joined. Yeah. Other than the performers, right. Yeah. And the, uh, who are very good at that. But, uh, that's the first thing I think let's talk about the importance of the Grammys. Why is the Grammys important? Oh, double-edged double sword response. They are and they aren't. They're, they're really important because, like, if you think about, like, how we look at our industry, how we see success, they're kind of like a driving motivator to up our quality. We think that with That's right. The, it celebrates the, raising the standard. Exactly. One of my favorite awards to look at is performance of the year for each genre because it gives me a reason to want to look for a new artist because if they're being celebrated for their performance quality and not necessarily the mix or who was involved i'm curious to hear it so like under oath a metal band that i listened to um last year they were nominated for a grammy for uh i forget the name of the song like tooth something something in the tooth i forget but every time i listen to that song it just makes me want to work out the energy behind it like the the literal performance was warranting that grammy nomination it just kind of makes me think like i want to work with somebody who has this level of like aggression in their music like they really feel passionate while recording or you can hear that passion translate so like the grammys gives us something to shoot for yeah you know it's interesting because I mean? like I remember watching the Grammys once in passing. Like I wasn't a super follower yeah. as a kid, but in, even as a kid, it's like, oh my gosh, like the stars. It's, it's inspiring and it should be like, it's like, oh my gosh, like I want to get there someday. Yeah. Like, and I think that's a good thing. Like the way I see it is like as an artist, uh, being recognized in the Grammy stage is kind of like, um, let's, let's, Put all politics aside. Being being recognized, period, on a national level to where your favorite international artists, level, international, yeah. Um, but let's Beyonce might know who the next best artist is now. And if Beyonce is somebody you grew up wanting to be around, it's like here's your opportunity. You've now been put on the platform that puts you on stage with her. This is the thing that we're shooting for as artists, as engineers. We don't necessarily think like, oh, Grammy is gonna prove that I'm the greatest mix engineer but low-key it puts us on that like i'm actually a grammy winning engineer mm. this is huge i've i've hit a certain milestone and it's different yeah it does serve a practical purpose for like careers like yeah. if you win a grammy then all of a sudden your budgets are going yeah up. Like, but how many times have we found out that people won a grammy by surprise like it was they weren't really trying to go for the grammy it just up. Oh, we got nominated this year. Holy shit. Actually, um, my buddy, John Rezin, shout out to you, John, who did a Daddy D interview that I released. Mm -hmm. um, 
he he told me the story of how he won a Grammy last year. Mm-hmm. He did like the Bridgerton musical, mixed the Bridgerton musical. Yeah. And uh, it won for uh, Broadway or like musical soundtrack or something like that. Yeah. And so he got a, like a physical Grammy for mixing <laughs> it. But he said like he, he gave like really buddy, buddy friends price, like way, yeah. like even after they tipped him extra afterwards, it was still only a fraction of what yeah. he would have normally charged. But he's like, and I just happened to win a Grammy. Like the one time I do a musical. He doesn't do musicals yeah. like that. What's funny is uh, back when I worked at Sam Ash, my old uh, department manager, like everybody's like, oh yeah, he actually knows what he's doing. He's a, uh, he's actually Grammy nominated engineer. And I'm like, why is he working at Sam Ash? And I started talking to him and I asked him like, you know, I heard you won, uh, like, won a Grammy or got nominated for one. He's like, yeah, I got nominated for one and I won another. I'm like, Really? He's like, yeah, for best jazz performance. Oh, jazz. That's tough. Yeah, in 2012. Oh, that's tough. So jazz wasn't really huge in 2012. Not like jazz hip-hop after. It's not huge now either. Uh, You know, Robert Glasper uh, got nominated this year. Yeah, Uh, It's bigger now than it was in 2012 for sure. But that's kind of my point. Like at a a certain point, like there's also that like double-edged sword of like just because you have a Grammy doesn't mean you are quality or necessarily have hit this mark so that's that's the double-edged side of why the grammy's important it gives us something to strive for but sometimes it's like that like you were playing a video game and you actually won the boss fight on accident but you don't feel as proud as if you won it with skill and intent yeah yeah I, I will say before you sign off and just decide to leave the podcast because this is an episode that's unrelated to you. The reason why we want to do this episode is because if you are, again, the point of this entire podcast, the Mixing Music yeah. podcast, is we're trying to help engineers uh, get on a career path as an engineer, right? So, like, kind of um, to become professional. We're not talking to hobbyists here. And whether yeah. or not you like it, the Grammys is a big part of the music industry that you're going to have to live with and to cope with. The worst way that you can cope with it is by hating on it and not wanting to be a part of it. I think that's an unhealthy way, yeah. and I think you're gonna un- you're gonna naturally uh, reject a lot of the of the opportunities that are gonna come your way if you hate on it. Like, don't don't spend the energy hating on it yeah and if if your concern is that each year you try to work on projects that need to get nominated and never get nominated or whatever just remember snoop got nominated for like 16 grammys never took home one yet he's still one of the most legendary hip-hop artists in the world yeah you don't have to have a grammy or a nomination to be amazing of course of course not of course not yeah how many times have we seen where like some uh wasn't it brayden that actually went toe-to-toe as like the new mastering guy on the block with a grammy winning one and still won a shootout from a skill yeah 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 it was a very subjective one exactly but you know the point is like there's going to be many times where your quality is just as up to par. You just haven't gotten a Grammy or haven't been in that realm yet, but eventually you will. Yeah, and and that it is an important thing to recognize and to be a part of. Um, eventually, I mean, even if you don't win one or if that's not a goal of yours, this is a really good quote that Leslie said to me. He said, and this has a lot to do with, because I think hating the Grammys is a mm. big dangerous indicator. Like, I think that's going to hurt your careers. And here's why. Leslie said to me, um, as soon as you think today's music is irrelevant, your career becomes irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. So as a mix engineer, one of our jobs, one of our jobs is to constantly be analyzing and implementing new trends as far as like tonal trends. Yeah. 
So like we, not only are we mixers, but we should be music analyzers. Yeah. Like we're always referencing other mixers, other songs, things that are trending. Like there was a, a few years back, like uh, when Posty was starting to get big, it's like Post Malone was starting to get big. It was mm-hmm. like really washy reverbs, tons of, de- like yeah. that sort of stuff. Like you got to keep watching the industry and see how it's moving. Mm-hmm. And then you can implement that into your own songs or do something totally different, but you don't know, you can't have a direction. You can't pick intentionally whether to do the same thing everybody else is doing or to do the complete opposite if you don't know what's going on. And I think there's a lot of wisdom into what Leslie said. I think there's something to do with like, I don't necessarily like the idea of the secret or like Mm -hmm. um, manifesting necessarily because I think it's more about actions. But like, I do think that if you hate on the Grammys or if you hate on wealthy people, what you're doing is manifesting poverty and manifesting a lack of success. That's all it is. I can see that. Really. Um, And so it's like, there's no point in hating on it. There's no point. Like, uh, I think that things are unfair and that's how it always is. There's going to be politics. That's how it always is. But once you're in that position, you hope there's fucking nepotism. Like once your friend has the power to give you a Grammy, you're like, Oh, out of all the times that I hated it. Now I feel a lot of dissonance because now I want you to practice nepotism on me. You know, like, it's kind of funny because, like, as soon as people know you're on the Grammy board, you suddenly also start hearing them reach out to you where it's like, please help me get there. Please help me get there. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, it's like it's – of course I'm going to vote for my friends. Yeah. You know, and and that's like, part of the Like, there's only so many categories you can vote for because, yeah, I think it's a limited of, what, five categories you can do? Right? So – no, three. Three? Three and then the general categories. So okay, you can yeah. vote for three categories. So you can pick like uh, producers, dance, music, or whatever. Yeah. And then you got the generals, which is the ones that they televise. So, um, mm-hmm. But I did like mixed visual media to vote for Hogwarts Legacy because my buddy of mine was nominated for that. Oh, shit. That's Peter cool. Murray and J. Scott Ricosi were nominated for that. Nice. Shout out EA, to them. EA and Star Wars won that. That was like the, one of the biggest upsets of the night. I'm I think I did like kind of surprised. I did like R and B, I think, and I did one more. I don't remember the last mm. category. And then there's the generals, which is like best album record of the year that everybody gets to vote for. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Okay, so, oh, but, yeah. uh, basically, like uh, a lot of times, like people want they hate on it for a certain oh, amount right, of right, time, right. but once they actually start getting closer, they're like, "Well, maybe it's a good idea." I start getting involved, and here's here's where it's kind of funny. I saw an uptick in work once people found out I was part of the Grammy board. Um, I definitely saw a financial benefit. Member, member, not board. Member. Yeah, member. Or, you know, whatever they want to call it. I, I don't. You, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, I have yeah, not yeah. paid enough attention to, yeah, it, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, really. Yeah. I didn't even know if my membership was still active. I just had to verify. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, fees are paid, whatever. Um, but still, even then, it's like. Uh, People that are part of this kind of a realm of like looking to get a Grammy or making sure that they put enough work and conscious effort into their project's success will also look for nomination opportunities and win opportunities. So part of that is also forming a team of members who actually are in there because guess what? People are going to vote for themselves. And that's kind of the funny thing. If people have invested interest in a project that you're working on and they're all connected in these kind of circles... Chances are you could be in that realm too, but that's kind of the the downside of it too, because they also recognize that people will just want to join in just because they see opportunity. So a lot of times um, when you see people hitting you up constantly just because they want the vote or they want something, you kind of have to ask yourself like, 
how much is this related to my actual success versus favors for others? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple things that we want to talk about real quick. I think this is important. So if you've been sticking around this long uh, in this episode, which is kind of talking about the Grammys as this weird facetious topic. So yeah. thank you. If you've been listening this long, thank you. Um, here's how you get into the Grammys. <laughs> Let me spell this secret for you. It's not really a secret. So how you become a member, this is how mm. it works. Okay. You every to member into my feet finder. Every current member has two two uh, nominations that they can give out every year. And that refreshes mm-hmm. around the springtime. Okay. So Lou and I both have two recommendations. I actually gave I try to give out both of them every single year to my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Do not ask me. Okay, if you are a listener of the podcast, do not ask me for a recommendation. I'm. I'm not. I have people that I know personally that I'm always planning on giving them to. Yeah. Don't ask us. Don't ask Lou. Don't bombard us. But you need to find two friends that you're close with. Get two recommendations, and then you have to upload your credits, which means you have to get your credits in order. Yeah. Before you even get involved. Yeah. So right. I remember the first time I got my recommendations, and I submitted. I spent like two to four hours getting mm-hmm. my credits all in order before. Yeah. Yeah. submitting it once you submit it um i don't know if there's an application fee i don't think there is i don't know i don't remember there being a fee yeah it takes about a year for them yeah. to review all of the next generation applicants yeah. and to approve them or to deny them um mm. and uh, uh then it's like the yearly fee i think it's like 150 bucks they just change it to 150 bucks yearly fee um and you get to go to you're not even allowed to buy tickets to the Grammys yeah. unless you're a member. Great, yeah. weird, kind of weird move. Um, and then they also do uh, a few times a year, they do Grammy events, which is really great for yeah. meeting people. If you're an aggressive networker, that's like there a really was a great place free event people. for members, I think on Saturday, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a really, I do think, um, Mitch hung out Mitchell Bashford the guy that I took the producer that I took to he to the Grammys he met with Dale Becker who we talked about on a couple episodes ago uh, mastering engineer worked on the SZA album mm-hmm. this year uh, which SZA had a phenomenal year I Kill Bill is like one of my favorite songs anyway uh, okay but uh, for some reason Dale told Mitch that a big part of his career growth was being part of the Grammy Awards, um, like getting involved as quickly as possible. I wouldn't say that it's, I wouldn't put a lot of weight on it, especially if mm-hmm. you're not local in LA, but they do have chapters all over the US, all over the world. Yeah. So if you know people in your local area, I mean, might as well ask, shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, see if you can get involved. As far as like to get denied, here's the thing. Um, I got accepted like three years ago when my credits were not good. Yeah. Like not as good as they are now. Like they're, and I I don't know if it's because I name dropped on my application of like some actual board members and some like high level people that did nominate me. I got a nomination from someone um, doing pretty well within the academy, and uh, I wonder if that's it. But I should like if a part of me wonders if I got in, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier to get in than people think. But it also yeah. might have been because I had a really solid recommendation. Um, the thing I'm always weary about is when you have fees to be part of something, uh, then, you know, they obviously want more members, they want yeah. more members, you know. And uh, the uh, private events that you can only get into if you're a member are also not very cheap. Uh, oh, no, no. Most of them are free. Uh, the ones, there's, the there's, ones I'm outside talking about the like Grammys. the shows and stuff. Like, oh, uh, like if you wanted to see, like, uh, I forget which country group it was. It was like... $650 for like a single ticket 
which is like Beyonce numbers uh, for nosebleeds. But then if you wanted like the VIP package where you could actually like sit down. Are you talking about the Grammys? Yeah. Or are you talking about just a Beyonce show? No, the Grammys. And then like the the upper echelon tickets, um, you had to put like your member ID number. Yeah, it's like $350 to like five to $10,000 a ticket depending on which seat you Yeah, and all of this goes to the Academy. Yeah, 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 and this, this, these events are what funds a lot of what the academy does. So of course, of course, it makes sense. Um, but it's, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of private things that you can go to where you're like, you know what? Maybe there's, uh, maybe have a networking and like, um, uh, networking marketing budget, and you think, okay, you know what? This five hundred dollar ticket to this event might be worth it because the other people there also paid five hundred dollars to be here, so they're all motivated to make these five hundred dollars worth it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it the one thing that it does do is it puts a lot of people who are not in the right headspace, but I want to say like in it puts right a lot mindset. of driven people that want that know what they want in the industry. Yeah, in the, in, same in the same room. room. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. And it's it's actually really good. I wouldn't weigh it as heavily as Dale Becker did, but I also am not as experienced as Dale Becker. So yeah. like I maybe that dude it is, is a, a big machine. deal. Maybe it is a big deal. I don't know. Um but I, will, I would at least try to get those recommendations. If you're listening now and if you've been doing in the industry for a while, like might as well try. Yeah. Um but uh I think it's a good thing and depending on where you're at, they always host like local parties and whatnot. It's mm. only 150 bucks a month. Um even working minimum wage, or sorry, 150 bucks a year, and even working minimum wage, that's that's definitely doable. And if that's not a priority, it's not a big deal. But um, I think it is decent. I think it's worth the price just for the yeah, networking I and mean, being a part of something. It's kind of like if you want to look at it in a very simple way. If you could get in the room with managers and producers, people working on various projects, and they're looking for their team members and everything, and you present yourself as one of their own so to speak like you're in the same room you're both part of the grammy board and everything you probably have a better opportunity at like going after a grammy or just new opportunities than if you went to your typical open mic where you know it's just everybody who just wants an opportunity to perform in front of people is that open mic you can still find some amazing artists and help develop them but we're talking about being in a room with people who have already developed yeah and uh being in a room with people that, that are already developed is really great. Um, and there's two other things that I want to talk out, talk about before the episode closes. Sure. And one is a shout out of our friends. Cause oh, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about like our favorite albums and whatnot. Cause I think that doesn't really matter. Cause yeah. people won who won. It's not about, I'm yeah. not here to share my opinion necessarily, but, um, no. uh, congrats, biggest congrats to Tizio this year. I know. Cause he didn't just yeah. win a Grammy. He won the best engineered album. Yep. Like him and yep. Neil Pogue. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, Neil Pogue is a big influence on my mentor, Leslie Brathwaite. Mm-hmm. I think the story goes, Leslie saw him enter a room or Leslie entered his studio, a studio room that Neil was working out of when they were both really young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he realized that a mixer, you can just mix. Yeah. And like that changed Leslie's career forever. I think that's how the story goes. I might mm-hmm. be totally wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Neil Pogue is awesome. Also. A uh, big part of a lot of modern hip hop music right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, like Tyler the Creator, like that's all. Yeah, he was he was cool. on that. Yeah, yeah, and he's a, he's an OG. He's been Ego in the game for a long time. Um, I finally got to meet Neil Pogue as well. So congrats to um, Baines. 
Or yep. not Banks. No, TZO. TZO. Congrats to TZO. I mean, we always see them together. <laughs> yeah, congrats to TZO for winning not just any Grammy, but the Best Engineer album. That's yeah, no joke. It was really nice seeing uh, he posted a photo where his wife, Ashley, had like set prepared like a happy uh congratulations tzo balloon set up at his house and everything yeah like all that thought was put into before he even got home i was like nice yeah dude i'm i'm sure i'm sure dude yeah he even posts about how unreal it feels yeah dude that's so amazing he went up on stage like that's the only award that like one of the only awards that the engineer goes on yeah. the stage for so he was on tv um let's see we also had uh, nominations across uh, the board. Jesse. We had Jesse Ernster, who has been on the show multiple times. Um, he worked on Berna's record, which included 21 Savage. Yep. Um, and uh, who else was nominated this year? Uh, which means uh, Gerhard was. Oh, we didn't talk to Gerhard on the show. Um, um, no, I don't think we have. I thought we more, had. You said Morning Estrada. Uh, oh, morning Estrada. On, he hasn't he been did, on the show. Who but, else has been on the show? Uh, yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. And he, he got his for Coco Jones ICU. Yeah. Yeah. I think best R&B performance of the year for that one. Yeah. There's a lot of personal friends that haven't been on the show that we need to get on the show eventually. That, yeah. Uh, that got Watch nominated. out. They might, they might have just upped their interview fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, lots of really cool names. And it's it's... Yeah, it's crazy to me that like four or five years ago, like when we started this podcast, I never like I never fathomed that I could brush shoulders with these great names. Yeah, and then I'm able now. It's just crazy to imagine like yeah, not only are we brushing shoulders with, but we're colleagues. We're texting each other. Yeah, yeah, like we're hanging out with each other. We see each yeah. other often. Like that's a it's a strange it's a strange realization to come to. And I, I do fingers think, crossed I get nominated next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. And then um, the second thing that I wanted to bring up is the process of how, why it's worth getting in the Grammy member, becoming a Grammy member, and the process of how nominations and voting works. Real quick mm-hmm. to break it down for anybody that's listening, and then we'll close the show here. Um, but once you get accepted, you're allowed to do unlimited nominations yeah. for, like for voting to be considered. So it's nominating to be considered for the official nomination. Yeah. So here's how it works. If you and I, if you work with Lou and I, mm-hmm. and we like it a lot and we think that it could win a Grammy or be nominated at the very least, something like that, we can up, we can nominate for consideration. I think an infinite number of songs, as far as yeah, I, I know, I need to double limit. check it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a limit. Um, so if like, okay, best R&B album, best R&B song, best pop song, best pop performance, whatever it is, uh, jazz, best jazz alternative album, which Lewis Cole should have won this year. That's my only opinion. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of Lewis Cole. Uh, and I met him. I freaked out like a child, bro. Like, it's like, cool. Taylor Swift, fine. But Lewis Cole, Mm -hmm. oh man, I, I freaked out, dude. I was shaking. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, I freaked out like a child. And I, nobody, nobody else is going up to him because he's not famous like that, yeah. you know, but, uh, dude, I love Lewis Cole, huge fan. Anyway. Um, so the way it works, so we can nominate and what happens is then it goes into the first round of voting. So members of the recording Academy, which is like people like Lou and I, mm-hmm. we vote. So there's like, for example, if you're in the best pop performance category, mm-hmm. there's going to be like thousands of submissions and then you go ahead and vote for your favorite one. And then whichever songs 
gets the most amount of votes, the top five of those become the official nominees. Yeah. And then there's a second round of voting where the members, after getting notified that the official nominees are now posted, we go in and we vote again. But this time we can only vote for three categories. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the categories off. There's like the general category that everybody can vote for plus three specific categories. So yeah. I did. There's like R&B. There's like rap. There's there's yeah. uh, dance. There's, there's rock. There's producing. Oh, yeah. There's like yeah. film score. Like mixed yeah. media. There's like uh, composing. There's spoken word. Spoken word. I don't remember. There's like a bunch of different categories. Um, but uh, and then there's the generals, which is album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, mm. art, best new artist. That's those are generals that everybody can pick. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then you do a second round of voting, and from there is when they announce the winners at the live show. Yeah. And I would say that. Like out of all of the number, all of all the Grammys, 98% of them are awarded in the pre-show. It's called the premiere mm-hmm. that goes from like noon, 1230. Yeah. To like six. 1230 to right. No, no, no. To like right before the show starts. So like 430. So mm-hmm. 1230, like four hours, they just rapid fire announce the winners. Yeah. And that's where most of our friends wins the award. The big, big ones, the last 10 are yeah. televised. Yeah. And that's the one that they make a big deal out of. They run commercial breaks on CBS. Yep. But uh, m- the majority of the Grammys is n- is only posted on their website, and yeah. it's like, yeah, like you know, hours before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, they're not gonna usually like as much as I love reggae, they're not gonna do best reggae song on the telecast. Yeah, they're not gonna be doing like best contemporary jazz. Yeah, 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 for real. Like yeah. on on the telecast. So that's kind of how it works. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind winning like a funny Grammy though. Yeah, like I would, a funny I would Grammy? a funny Grammy. Like, Weird Al was up for one this year. Oh, see, like that would be a funny Grammy. That's a the literally a funny Grammy. There's yeah. also a comedy award. Dave Chappelle won comedy this but year. See, that's a funny Grammy too. Literally a funny Grammy. A, f- a Fammy. <laughs> okay. A Frammy. <laughs> funny Grammy, Frammy. Okay, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Lou. Um, but anyway, that's kind of it. I do. Again, um, a part of me wants to apologize for making an episode about the Grammys because it's like we are all self-aware that it's kind of this like self-serving facetious thing. Yeah. But also it's an important thing at the end of the day. It's an industry thing. It's like a career thing that you should think about, that you should consider. Like, let's put it this way. Uh, Yes, politics are there, just like most other things in the world. There's some level of politics involved. Some, but, some is a very kind. <laughs> right, right. Some is very kind. But um, if if you were to win a Grammy or get nominated for one, it could actually be huge for your career. So like, if you were to think about any other industry, if you were to get any kind of notoriety in it, you could actually really project yourself further than you know than you probably could have before. Um, like for instance, like there's no award for acousticians. There really isn't. The only thing you could really do is like, I want to one day make a studio for Capitol Records. I want to one day make a studio for East yeah, West. There's no work for that. That that notoriety uh, comes from your work, not from some award. As engineers, our work is typically just kind of enjoyed by the masses, and so it's really nice to have this uh, award ceremony available for like the team to win something, right? But that also means that as a team, if you build the right team and you work with the right people, people that you trust and enjoy working with, if you go there, you get to all push forward in your career. This is one of those just jumping block opportunities. You don't have to go for it directly. Sometimes it happens passively for people. Yeah. But if you go for it, then you know, you're more likely to actually get something out of it. And if you're just solely doing this because you want to build a better career, 
it doesn't hurt having a Grammy. It could actually up your pay scale. Yeah, significantly. You can yeah. if you can leverage it correctly. Yeah. Also, the reason why we all want the listeners to join and become Grammy members is once we get nom- nominated, we for want for podcast you, of the year. Yeah, please. we want. Yeah, we want y'all to uh, once me and Lou get an independent independently get nominations. We want y'all to practice practical nepotism here and vote for yeah. us. Have, <laughs> Even if you hate the song, just vote for us. You know. Yeah. Just just <laughs> look at this face and tell me you hate it, and then vote. No, I'm teasing. In that order. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we really do think it's, it's really interesting. We talk about this sometimes off mic as much as little as the music industry is, it's It's people and it's really difficult to get into. I I do want to part of this podcast. Like, again, we're trying to get people to become full time or, you know, have a career in music and not just like audio. We're talking like music, right? And I it's fun because when you see the Grammys, it, you also start to realize that it is possible. Yeah, you know, it's not some impossible, far fetched dream. It's I think that there's enough to go around for yeah. those that really truly want it. And it, it's going to be tough sometimes. Literally, our friend Tizia winning this year best engineered album. Uh, this dude has also been burned left and right on different projects, has been called left and right for difficult times. And I would say I don't – after winning that Grammy, I think he might look back and be like, you know what? It was worth the effort put into it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, congrats to all of our friends that got nominated and won Grammys this year. Um, thank you again if you like this podcast and want to help us in a free way. <laughs> You can rate us five stars on Spotify um, and Apple. We read the ratings. Um, we read the reviews. We yeah. try to improve on it. And sometimes we laugh at them. Uh, not in like a mean way, but like sometimes yeah, we Yeah, I'll see, say funny things on there. Yeah, like- Like some uh, inside jokes. Some Somebody called me handsome, and I was like, I'll take it. I'm just kidding. But somebody please do that. Somebody throw that in the comments. I'll <laughs> laugh at it anyways. My wife will laugh at it and maybe get a little jealous, but for me, it'll just be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call Lou handsome as a joke when you rate us five stars. Yeah, that yeah, guy's so that's... handsome. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. We have exclusive content. Yeah, exclusive content. Go to MasonMusicPodcast.com slash exclusive to get technical tips. We, we've been, James has been working really hard on making them better and a lot more practical. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that he's doing right now is mix breakdowns where we listen to mixes. We used to do this nice. early on in the podcast. I used yeah. to do this, but he's revamping it. Um, and we're doing things that we're not actually allowed to show on the public stuff. Like some of my label sessions, mm-hmm. um, we're talking about that and breaking them down. Like he's asking questions like, what did you do to the kick here? And because I'm pulling up the session, I'm talking exactly plugins and settings and things yeah. like that. Um, it's really cool. Uh, so go to mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive if you want more of that. And that is two extra episodes every single week. So on that note, happy mixing my friends and stay saucy. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.